Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Gershon Bertman. Meseches Sukkah has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Noach Stengel, Le'iloi Nishmas Feivel Yosef ben Chaim Leib, and Yehuda Zev ben Feivel Yosef. Daf Lametes Omud Aleph. The Gemara says, Omar Rove Loileme Inish Yeheishmei Rabo, Vehodar Mevorach, Elo Yeheishmei Rabo Mevorach Bahadode. One should not say Yeheshmi Rabo and then pause and then continue with the word Mevorach. He should say Yeheshmi Rabo Mevorach together. Omale Rab Safro, Moishe Shapir Koamris, Elohosom Vehoche Asuke Milsehu, Veleislon Bo. Rav Safra disagrees to Ravo and he says that there's no reason to be choshesh in separating those two words, Yeheshmi Rabo, and then saying Mevorach, since everyone knows that this is just the continuation of one sentence, and therefore if one needs to, he could pause between the words Rabo and Mevorach. Toysus already in Lamed Chesamad Beis said that Rave agreed to Rav Safra, and after Rav Safra told him that Svara, that since it's one long sentence, there's no problem to stop in between, Rave accepted it. Toysus brings a riot that Rave himself, himself held that svara. This Gemara has a big nefkemina in the pshat of the sentence Yehei Shmei Rabba Mevorach Le'olam Ule'olmei Olmayo. Toysus in Broches, Daf Gimel Amudalef, Divor Matchil Ve'oinin, Toysus says that there are two ways to understand the words of Yehei Shmei Rabba Mevorach. He brings in the name of the Machzor Vitri, the Yehei Shmei Rabbo, the three words Yehei Shmei Rabbo, are a tefillah by itself. And the meaning of this tefillah is that we are praying that Hashem's name will become full and complete. And what does that mean? The shame of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Olam Hazeh is only Yud K. Yud and after that a He. As the Pasuk says, Ki Yod Al Kes Ko. And in this world, the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is still not complete. And the way Chazal teach us, Lo The name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu will never be complete until all the Koychos Hara will be destroyed. Therefore, what we are davening in every Kaddish according to the Machzor Vitri is, Yehei Shmei Rabo. The word Shmei is basically two words. Yehei Shem Yud Hei. Rabbo, this name should be complete, should come to its full expression, and that means that we're praying that HaKadosh Baruch already should come to the point where he will destroy the Ra, and his name will be full Yud K Vav K. And says Toysis that according to this pshat of the Machzor Vitri, the Hemshech of the of Yeheshmi Rabbo, when we say Mevorach Le'olam Le'olam Le'olmayo, is a Tfilah Acheres, which means we're asking that not only that the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu should be complete, it should also be blessed for Olam Habo. Toysheth offers and suggests a different pshat, and he says that Yehei Shmei Rabba means Yehei Shmoi Hagodol. According to Toysheth, Yehei Shmei Rabba is just an adjective. Rabba is just a toyar, it describes the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yehei Shmei Rabba, Hashem's great name, should be Mevorach Le'olam Le'olmayo, should be blessed forever and for eternity. So it comes out that according to Toysvis, 
The whole sentence of Yehoshmi Rabbo, Mevorach Lolam Mayo, is one big sentence. And the word Rabbo is only describing the word Shmei. It's an adjective that tells us Yehoshmi Rabbo, may Hashem's great name be Mevorach Lolam, be blessed forever. On the other hand, according to the Machzavitri, these are two separate parts in one sentence. The first part only tells us, Yehei Shmei, Shem Ka, the Shem Yud Hei of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, should be Rabba. And Rabba in this case is a verb. This shame should be great, should become great, should become to a full completion. And after that we continue with the new idea of, We also pray that Hashem's name should be blessed. The Kapa Yistmarim says that from our sugya, there could be a raya against the pshat of the Machzar Vitri. We mentioned that Rav said the halacha, that one should not stop between the words Rabba and Mavarach. He should say straight, Yehesh me Rabba Mavarach. And even Rav Safra agreed to Rav's understanding of the words of Yehesh me Rabba Mavarach. But he just said that, one, that we don't have to be choshish to stop and pause between those two words. Because it's all one long sentence and everyone understands that this is a continuation of the previous sentence. So the Kapistorim asks, Bishlam, according to Toysvis, that Yehesh Me Rabba Mavarach is all one long sentence and the Pshat in the sentence is that we ask that Hashem's great name should be blessed forever. We can understand why Rava, why Rave was bothered and he, he didn't want people to stop and to pause after Yehesh Me Rabba because it is all one long sentence Therefore, one should not be mafsik after the word Rabbah before he continues on with Mevarach, since it's all the same sentence. But according to the Machzor Vitri, since the way the Machzor Vitri understands, Yehoshmi Rabbah has two parts to it. First, the, the first three words of Yehoshmi Rabbah are an, a, a sentence by itself, which means Hashem's name's Yud K should be Rabbah, should be complete. And then comes another section. When we pray that Hashem should be also mevarach laolam laolmeilmayo, says the Kabbalist Morim, according to the Ramach Zavitu, since it's two parts of one sentence, what is the problem to be mafsik between these these two parts? Why was Rove bothered? And Meikaradin he said that one should not pause after saying Yehoshmi Rabbah before continuing with mevarach. According to the Ramach Zavitu, there shouldn't be any problem at the one should pause because these are two parts of one sentence, but they are not one long sentence. The Kappa Historium says that this Kasha is so strong that he is surprised that the Rishonim that discussed the two explanations of Yehoshmi Rabbim Varach didn't mention that in our Sogi it's Mashma clearly like Toysfis' Pshat and like, not like the Mahzar Vitri's Pshat. The Birke Yosef and Oyer Chaim. Simen Nunvav, Siv Kodan Beis writes that we can understand our sugya even according to the Machzor Vitri. It is true that according to the Machzor Vitri, Yehoshmei Rabba is one part of the sentence and then comes a, def- a, a second part. But still Rava didn't want people to stop between do- those two sections. And said the Kavirki Yosef that the, the truth is that this is a riot of the Machzor Vitri. Because if the Pshat of Amen Yehoshmi Rabbi Mavarach is like Toysvis, that it's all one long sentence, why should Rabbi even tell us a Chiddush that one shouldn't stop between 
two parts of one long sentence. We have all kinds of sentences in davening, and Robert didn't mention in those sentences that one does not have to, one cannot pause in, in the middle of the sentence. Says the Birka Yosef, the Chiddush was because, because Rav understood the Meni Heishmi Rav the way the Machzor Vitri understood. That there really is, there are two parts of the sentence. The first part says that we're praying that Hashem's name should be full and, should, and we should mention Hashem in Yud Kevavke. And then comes the second part that we pray that that name of Hashem should be also blessed. And says Rava, even though these are two parts and two separate in Yonim, but nevertheless they are of the same idea. And there are both prayers and we, in both of them we daven that Hashem's name should be great and should be full and should come to a full expression and completion and it should be blessed. And since these are two parts of the same idea, one should not pause in between them. And th- therefore, says the Birk Yosef, not only this is not a raya against the Machzavitri, Adra, but the Gemara works better and sounds better if we follow the Pshat of the Machzavitri, because according to Taisvis, it doesn't make sense why Rav should tell us a Chiddush not to stop in the middle of one long sentence. The maskana of our sugya is the way Rav Safra said that one does not have to worry about pausing between the word Rabba and Mevorach since it is all one sentence and everyone realizes that even though he paused, he's about to continue. And the way Rav Safra said it, Asuke milsahu he is only finishing up the sentence that he began. The Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah, and Oyrachayim Simen and Vav, Seif Aleph writes, one should not pause between Yehei Shmei Rabba and Mavarach. And the Mokhan of Ram brings the Shaila of the Shach. How come the Ramos said that one does not, is not allowed to stop between Yehei Shmei Rabba and Mavarach? Our Gemara clearly came to the Maskana that there's no problem in pausing. And as we mentioned, Taisus already said that even Rav accepted this Psach from Rav Safra. And therefore, why did the Ramos say that one should not stop between Yeheshmi Rabba and Mavarach? The Gemara clearly says that it is a suki milsehu veleist on bothers no chashash in pausing between the words Rabba and Mavarach. The Arachlaner explains that when the Ramos says lo yafsik b'niheshmi Rabba and Mavarach, he does not mean that one should not pause between those two words, because as we said, the Gemara clearly says that there is no problem in pausing in between them. The Ramah means to say that one should not be mafsik in by saying other things. For example, if if the Shliach Tibur starts Kedusha and he's in the middle of saying Amenei Heishmi Rabbah for some reason, he should not stop, he should not be mafsik between Rabbah and Mavarach with other, uh, other things. But of course, if he's not saying anything else, he's just pausing a little bit, there's no problem at all. The Magan Avram himself says, that when the Ramah says, Lo yafsik he means that it shouldn't be an extended pause. Even though our Gemara says that one could be mafsik, the Gemara only means to say that one does not have to say the whole Yehishmei Rabbah b'neshima achas. But nevertheless, says the Ramah, one should not pause for a long period of time. He could pause a little bit to take a breath, but not more than that. This is the Psak Halacha of the Mogan Avraham. The Gemara says, Omar Rav Yehuda Mashmuel, Kol HaMitzvoyz Kulon Mevorech Aleyhem Oivre LaHasiyosom And the Gemara explains that Oivre LaHasiyosom means before the Asiyah of the Mitzvah. 
Tosfos asks, how could one be mevarech on the mitzvah of Nitila Stulov before the Asi of the mitzvah? Since the Gemara in Dachman Bey says that when one just picks up the Arba Minim, he's already Yoytze Yedei Choyva of the mitzvah. Therefore, he, if he picks them up and then says the bracha, it's not anymore over last Yosem, the bracha is after he's Yoytze Yedei Choyva Sa Mitzvah. And if he will say the bracha before he picks them up, this is not considered that he's Mivarech on the mitzvah itself. It is considered that the mitzvah is not Mizuman Lefanov, and this is not the way to say a bracha on a mitzvah. So Taisis gives a few Teirutim in a few ways to avoid the problem of Everlast Yosem in Netilas Lulov. The first eighth of the Taisis says that maybe after he will pick the Lulov in his hands, before he takes the Esroig, he could say the Bracha. He has already the Lulov in his hands, so the Mitzvah is Mizum on the Fonov, but he does not have the Esroig, so he's not Yoytze Yedei Choyvah Mitzvah, and in that case, he is Yoytze Yedei Choyvah of the, the Mitzvah to do with the Bracha is Oivelahas Yosom. Another option that the Taisa says is that he will take the Arba Minim in his hands, but he will hold the Esroig upside down, and since the mitzvah of, of Nitilas Arba Minim is only Derech Gedilosom, and when the Esroig is upside down, he's not Yehitzidei Choyva, in that case, he's still not Yehitzidei Choyva Samitzvah, and he could say the Bracha and then turn it upside down again, right side up, and this time he will do the Nitila of the Lulav after saying the Bracha. A third way of avoiding the problem of Avelas Yosem says Taisis, one could be Mechavin, not to be Yoytzidei Choyvas HaMitzvah. He's holding the Lulav and the Esroig, he's holding them the right way, but since he's Mechavin, not to be Yoytzidei Choyvas HaMitzvah, he's not Yoytze the Mitzvah, and then he says the Bracha, and then he's Mechavin to be Yoytzidei Choyvas HaMitzvah. And finally, the fourth test that Taisis gives is, that the truth of the matter is, that one is Yoytzidei Choyvas right when he picked up the Arba Minim, but nevertheless, he could still say the bracha later on, and it will be considered because even though he was yoytze the ikar mitzvah min hatoiro, when he just picked up the arba minim, but since he did not do the naanuim, even though the naanuim are only mitzvah min amuvchar and they're not meakev, but since the part of the mitzvah min amuvchar he did not yet fulfill, it is considered as if the mitzvah is still going on, and therefore he could still say the bracha, and it will be considered oivelas yosam. And Taishis also brings from Anchi Yerushalayim that they used to hold the lulav all day. They used to walk and go in and out from all kinds of places with the lulav in their hands. Therefore, since there is a Hidr Mitzvah to continue holding the lulav for the rest of the day, so the Mitzvah is still continuing. And therefore, if one says a bracha, even though he was already Yoytzei just by picking up the Arba Minim, it is considered Oyver Las Yoso. So the first teretz was holding the esrog, the lulav without the esrog. The second teretz was holding the esrog upside down. The third teretz was to be mechaben not to yoytzei And the fourth one was that since there is still a mitzvah min amuvchar even after he was yoytzei mitzvah, it is considered oiver lasi yoso. La halacha de shoranoruch and simin top reishon on aleph seif hey writes yevarech al netilas lulav v'shechiyonu koydem sheito el haesrog. The Shulchan Aruch suggests two of the of the eights is the Taisis role. One of them that he should say the bracha after holding the lulav before picking up the esroig, and the other one is turning the esroig upside down 
and saying the bracha before turning it right side up again. The going over there says that the best Eitzah is the other Eitzah the Tosis mentioned, which is to be Mechavin, not to be Yoytzeh Yedei Choyvas mitzvah. This is the Eitzah HaMuvcheres, and therefore one should do that Eitzah. In the Gemara itself, when the Gemara mentions this idea that Kol HaMitzvah is Kulon Mevorach Aleim Oiver La'asiyosom, the Gemara says, My mashma de hai oiver lishno de akdumehu. How, where do we know that the, the Lashin of Oiver La'asiyosom means before the Asiyah of the Mitzvah? That one has to say the Bracha before the Asiyah of the Mitzvah. And the Gemara brings three Psukim that from there we see that the word Oiver means before or ahead of. The Bracha should come ahead of the Mitzvah or before the Mitzvah and only after the bracha comes the mitzvah. The Rishonim ask, why did the Gemara say the halacha? Why did Rabbi Yehuda Mashmuel say the halacha in such an interesting way? And the Gemara had to bring a raya that he meant before the asi of the mitzvah. Why couldn't he simply use the regular term koidem lasiyasam? So the Tashbates and Chalak and also the Abdurraham both say that the reason why he did not use the word Koidem, because if he would have said the Kol you would have thought that one could say the Bracha a while before the Mitzvah itself. It doesn't have to be close to the Mitzvah. As long as he says the Bracha even an hour before, he is Yoitzi Dechoyvasabracha because the word koidem just means before, it doesn't say how much before. Therefore, Rav Yehuda Mashmuel used the word Oivilasiosam, and Oivir means before but close to. And from that we know that one has to say the bracha before the mitzvah, but it has to be Samuch la mitzvah and not a long time before the mitzvah. The Shagas Aryan Simon Chafav says another a different interesting teretz to answer why Rabbi Yehuda Mashmuel chose the interesting word of Oiver Lasiyosam as opposed to the normal term of Koidem Lasiyosam, and says the Shagas that the truth of the matter is we find in several places around the Shas that the word Oiver means also after. Even though the Gemara by us proved that Oiver means before, there are a few places where the Mishnah uses the word Oiver, and it means after. And therefore, says the, the Shagas Aryeh, the reason why Rabbi Yehud Omar Shmuel used that special term of Oiver Lasiyosam is to be Miramis, that even though it is true, one does have to say the Bracha before the Asiyah, but nevertheless, if he did not say the Bracha before the Asiyah, he could still say it after the Asiyah of the Mitzvah as well. And that is why Ravid of Omar Shmuel used the word Oiver, which really has a double meaning to it. The, the Ikar meaning of Oiver means before the Mitzvah, but it also has the meaning of after the Mitzvah, to be Miramis, that if one did not say the Bracha before the Mitzvah, he could say the Bracha after the Mitzvah as well. Now, this thing that the Shagas Arya says, that one could say the Bracha after the Mitzvah, is not a simple matter, and it's a very big machloikes rishonim. During this halacha, the kol mitzvah is mevarech aleim oivir that one is supposed to say the baracha before he does the mitzvah. 
there's a big machloik as we shoynim, is this din ha'alacha lechatchila or also b'diyevit? Do we say that only lechatchila one has to say the baracha before the mitzvah, but if he forgot to say the baracha, you could still say it after the mitzvah? Or we say that this halacha is even b'diyevit, the only time to say the baracha is only before doing the mitzvah, and if one for some reason forgot to say the bracha before the mitzvah, he cannot say the, the bracha anymore. The Rambam in Hilchois Brachois Perik Yudalef Halacha Hey and Halacha Vav says that there are two types of mitzvahs. The Rambam writes, Hohoise mitzvah veloi birech, im mitzvah shaadai nasiyoso kayemes, mevorech achar ho If this is a, 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 a mitzvah, that the asiyah of the mitzvah is still kayom, even after he started and he began doing the mitzvah, he could still say the bracha. But if the mitzvah was fully completed and it was already miskayim, and he finished the mitzvah completely, he cannot say the bracha anymore. The Rambam gives examples. If someone put on tzitzis or tefillin or he sat in the sukkah, and the Rambam explains that over there, even though the beginning of the mitzvah is when the person put, puts on the talis or puts on the tefillin or sits in the sukkah, but still even after starting the mitzvah, the mitzvah is still kayom. He still has the tzitzis on him and the tefillin and he's still sitting in the sukkah. Therefore, even though he did not see the bracha before the mitzvah, as he should have done it before because of the, the halach of Oivelas Yosom, still we say that he could still say the bracha as long as he's still mekayim the mitzvah. Says the Rambam, Avalim shochat veloi brocho, eino yichoi zerachar shechito umevorech, vechenim kiso hadam, oihifrish trumo maisres. In the case of shechito or kiso yadam or trumo maisres, these mitzvahs, they have only one action to them. They are not continuous. And when one forgot to say the bracha before the act of the mitzvah, he cannot say anymore the bracha after the mitzvah. Because the halacha is the kol ha-mitzvah is And since this mitzvah was already finished completely, he is not in the middle of the kiyum of this mitzvah, he lost the opportunity to say the mitzvah, to say the bracha anymore. This is the sheet of the Rambam. That kol mitzvahs mevorech alim oiver lasiyosam means only oiver lasiyosam and not after the mitzvah is done. The Shachni Yudeo Simen Yudtes if Cotton Gimel brings the shita of the oiver zerua. The Hagoyis Oshri in the name of the oiver zerua, Hagoyis Oshri in the first parak of Chulin says that even in shchita, if one forgot to say the bracha before doing the shchita, he could do the bracha even after the shchita. Even though he didn't, he's not saying the bracha oiver lasiyosam. Still, this is considered a kosher a bracha, and it is not a bracha levatola. And says the shach that this is a machlekes rishonim whether we say that the brachos have to be only oiver lasiyosam or that the eved one could say the bracha even after the asi of the mitzvah. And we saw that the rabbim also agrees that in the case where the mitzvah is still kayom, when the kiyum of the mitzvah is still continuing after the, the person already started the mitzvah. Even according to the Rambam, one could still say the bracha, even though it is not really over because he already started the mitzvah, since the mitzvah is still kayom, he could still say the bracha. The Shach in Yeridea, Simon Yutesif, Koton Gimel, wants to bring a raya that a thesis in our sugya holds like the Rambam, that if one did not see a bracha before the mitzvah, he cannot say the bracha after a mitzvah, unless the mitzvah is still miskayim. We mentioned the Toysvis asked, in the, in the case of the bracha on the mitzvah of Netina Stulov, how could one say a bracha after he already picked up the Arba Minim? 
This is not Oyver Lasiyasam since he was already Yoitzi the Choyva by picking them up. And the fourth terats that Taisvis said was that even though one was Yoitzi the Choyva, the Ikar Din of Netilas Lulav, still he has a mitzvah mina muvchar to do na'anuim and to hold the Lulav the rest of the day. And therefore the mitzvah is still Kayom and one could still say a bracha even though he did not say the bracha before doing the Ikar Din of the mitzvah. Says the Shach, this is exactly the sheet of the Rambam. It's mashma from Toysis, that, from Toysis that the only reason why we allow the person to say a bracha after he already picked up the Arba Minim when he was Yoyitzah, the Ikar Hadin of Netilas Love, this is only because the mitzvah is still Miskayim, and this is similar to Atifas Talis and Anochas Tfilin, that even if one did not say the bracha before he put on the Talis and Tfilin, he could still say the bracha afterwards since the mitzvah is still Kayom. So too, said Taisvis Bayas, that the mitzvah of Lulov is still Kayam even after he was Yoytze the Yechoyva by picking the Arba Minim. The mitzvah is still Kayam because there is a din of mitzvah in Amuvchar of Na'anuim and holding the Lulov for the rest of the day. According to the Arzaruah, Taisvis shouldn't have bothered by saying that he, could, he still has a mitzvah in Amuvchar to do Na'anuim and to hold the Lulov. Taisvis should have said simply that even though he did not say the bracha before the picking up, of the Arba Minim, and he's now, he was already Yoytze Dei Choyva, the mitzvah of Nitilas Lulov. Nevertheless, he could still say a bracha even after the Maisa mitzvah, because this is the Shita of the Oyozarua, from the fact that Toysvis had to tell us that the mitzvah is still Miskayim, because there's still a mitzvah Minam Muvchor, even after one was Yoytze Dei Choyva, the Iker of the mitzvah. That is the raya that, that Toysvis holds like the Rambam, that only in such a case where the mitzvah is still Kayom, one could say a bracha after the mitzvah, but in a regular mitzvah, where the mitzvah was completed, completed and finished completely in one act, in one maiseh, one cannot say the bracha after the maiseh of the mitzvah. The Shagasari in Simen Chovov says that there is no raya from our toysvist, the toysvist holds, like the Rambam, that if one did not say the bracha before the mitzvah, and the mitzvah was already fully miskayim, he cannot say the bracha afterwards. Because it could be that toysvist really holds, like the Oizeruah, but Bedieved, if one did not say the bracha before the mitzvah, Oiverlas Yasam, he could still say the mitzvah after he could still say the bracha after the mitzvah, even if the mitzvah was completely miskayim. The reason why Toysis felt it was necessary to mention that after picking up the Arba Minim, the mitzvah still continues, and there's a mitzvah in Amuvchar to do na'anuim and to walk around with the with the lul of the whole day. That is because here we're discussing a case of a lechatchila, not a case of a Bedieved. Toysis wanted to explain why were Chazal Mesakin Lechatchila, the bracha, after one already picked up the Arba Minim and he was Yoytze Yedei Choyvo. After picking up the, the Arba Minim, the mitzvah was Miskayim already. So how could Chazal be Mesakin Lechatchila? It is true that by the Eved one could even say the bracha after the mitzvah, but why will Chazal be Mesakin such a bracha Lechatchila? Therefore, for that reason, Toysis said that it is still considered that he is in the middle of the Maisei mitzvah, Since there is an Indian a mitzvah in Amuvchar to do na'anuim and to walk around with the lulav the whole day, it is considered as if he is still in the middle of the kiyum of the mitzvah. Therefore, even lechatchila, it is considered that he is saying the bracha oiver lasiyosam. But regarding a case of a bedieved, even Toysis will agree that even if the mitzvah was fully complete and he it was miskaim legamre, and there is no continuation of the mitzvah, still... Since it's a case of a Eved, if one did not say the bracha before the Maisa Mitzvah, he could still say the, the bracha after the Maisa Mitzvah, like the Oyozeruah. 
An interesting he'ara on this subject matter we find in the Tzitzeliezer, Tshuva's Tzitzeliezer, Simen Vav in Chelek Aleph. This is a Tshuva which he wrote to the Baal HaMarcheshes. The Tzitzeliezer says that according to the Rambam that one cannot say the bracha after the mitzvah, only before the mitzvah, and even if, if he forgot to say the bracha before the mitzvah, he cannot say the bracha afterwards, and Masha Osa Osa, we could understand the halacha in the Beis Yosef, Oyrachaim Toflamet Beis in Hilchos Pesach. The Beis Yosef says that the reason why we don't say a bracha on Bitul Chometz and only on Biur Chometz is because the Bitul is a mitzvah shebelev. The way a person is mekayim the mitzvah of being mevatel the Chometz is by thinking in his heart that he wants it to be mevutal, and the mitzvah shebelev, we do not say a bracha on it. And the question is, what does it matter? That the, the mitzvah is miskayim belayv. Since it's a mitzvah and it's a, a mitzvah the iraisa of tashbisu, why doesn't it deserve a bracha bifnei atzmo? Says the tzitzeliyeso that according to the Rambam, this could be understood very well. Since the Rambam holds that if one did not say the bracha before the mitzvah, one cannot say a bracha after being miskayim a mitzvah. Therefore, any mitzvah which is miskayim belayv, by definition, the bracha will always be after the kiyum of the mitzvah. Because, for example, in bitul chametz, if one wants to do the bitul of the chametz and he will have to say a bracha, before saying the bracha, he will have to have kavana, what the bracha is going to be on. And he will think in his mind that he's going to say a bracha on being mevat of the chametz. And right there and then, he was already mekayim the mitzvah of bitul chametz by thinking that the chametz is going to be mevutal. And therefore the bracha that he's saying right after that is a bracha after the mitzvah. And as we know, the Ramam holds that one cannot see a bracha after the mitzvah, only before the mitzvah. And therefore, says the Tzitzel this is the explanation why we do not say brachas on, the, on mitzvahs which, which are miskayim balev. Because any mitzvah which is miskayim balev, when one is already mechaven to say the bracha, he was already mechaim the mitzvah. And the bracha is after the mitzvah, which the Ramam holds is not a kosher bracha. Another nafkamina in this machlaik is whether one could say a bracha even after doing the mitzvah, or according to the Rambam, one who did not say the bracha before the mitzvah lost his opportunity to say the, the bracha after the mitzvah, unless the mitzvah is still kayam. This nafkamina is brought in, in Shuvis Hartzvi from Rabbi Hirsch Pesach Frank, Evan Hoezer Simon Pezain. He says, he quotes the famous Rashba in Shuvis. Chelek Aleph Simen Yudches that asks, why don't we say a bracha on the mitzvah of, of tzedakah? When one gives money to an ani, he should say a bracha beforehand because he's mekayim a mitzvah. The Rashba says that the reason why we don't say a bracha on the mitzvah of tzedakah because this mitzvah is totally bedas acherim. Could be that after the person will say a bracha and he will want to give them the ani the, the money, the ani will reject it and he won't want to take from him. So therefore, if one will do so, he will say the bracha before giving the money to the Ani, there's a chance that he will be nichshal in bracha levatala, and therefore Chazal weren't mesak in a bracha on this mitzvah of, of tzedakah. Says the Hartzvi, this could be understood only according to the Rambam. The Rambam that holds that a, that a bracha on the mitzvah could be said only before the mitzvah, and even by the Eved, one can never say a bracha after the mitzvah was done. Therefore, in the case of tzedakah, there's no option, there's no way of saying the, of saying the bracha, because if the person will say the bracha before he, he does the mitzvah, before he gives the tzedakah to the ani, there's a chance of the ani rejecting him, and the bracha will be a bracha levatala. 
But according to the Choyelkim on the Rambam, which is the Orzeruah, and the, the Hatzvi says that also the Ravid is Choyelk on the Rambam in this, according to them, even though one cannot see a bracha before the mitzvah of tzedakah, one could give the ani the, the money, the, the tzedakah, and after the ani accepts it, now he knows that he was already mekayim, the mitzvah, and therefore there's no problem now to say the bracha. Bishlam, according to the Rambam, one cannot say a bracha after the mitzvah, therefore there's no way of saying a bracha on the mitzvah of tzedakah. But according to the other Rishonim, that a bracha after the mitzvah is also kosher b'dyeved, in this case of tzedakah, where there's no other option, one cannot say the bracha beforehand, the chazal should have been misakin a bracha on the mitzvah of tzedakah, at least after one gives the tzedakah to the ani, and he knows that his bracha is not levatala anymore. So according to the Rambam, the teretz of the Rashba is a glata teretz, that the reason why one cannot see a bracha on the mitzvah of tzedakah, because he cannot see the bracha beforehand, because it's tolu b'dasacherim, and after the mitzvah, the Rambam holds that one cannot see a bracha since the mitzvah was done already, and masha also kvar nasa. There's an interesting Chiddush that is brought down in the name of Reb Chaim Brisker. And many people quote this Chiddush in, in the name of Reb Chaim. It is also brought down in Moyad Dimuzmanim Chalakbei Simen Lamites. Reb Chaim discusses a person who has two Esroigim. One of the Esroigim is an Esroig which is for sure kosher levrocha, but it's not so mehudor. The other Esroig is very mehudor, it is beautiful and clean and has a very special giddle, but there's a suffix whether it is kosher or not. For one reason or the other, there's a suffix whether it is kosher. But if it is kosher, it is clearly more mehudar than the first esroig. And the question is, what should the person do? Which esroig should he use for, for the mitzvah of Netilas Lulov? Reb Chaim said the Chiddush, and he said that the person should use first the esroig, which is more mehudar. Because even though the other esroig is for sure kosher levracha, if the person will first use the esroig, which is for sure kosher, on the tzad, that he was, since he was already yoytze yedei choiva, the mitzvah of netilas lulav, because this esroig is for sure kosher, now, by taking and doing the mitzvah again with the mehudar, the mehudar esroig, he is not gaining anything, because a hidur mitzvah is only, uh, is only as long as the person was not yoytze yedei choiva, the mitzvah, but once the person was already the mitzvah, the ikar din of the mitzvah, he cannot do a hidur mitzvah after the mitzvah was already miskayim. Therefore, says Rebchaim, the person should first do the tilas lulav with the esroig, which is very mehudar, but safek kosher. And there we say that on the tzad, that this esroig is really kosher, then it is all great. He was Yaitse the Yechoiva with an Esrig which is kosher and very mehudor. And on the tzad that he was not Yaitse with this Esrig, because really this Esrig is beautiful but it is not kosher, he is now going to take the other Esrig, and that is Esrig is for sure kosher Livracha, and therefore he will be Yaitse the Yechoiva with the simple kosher Esrig. This is so that Reb Chaim said that once a person was already Yaitse the Yechoiva, the mitzvah itself, he cannot do and added a Hidr Mitzvah. Hidr Mitzvah is only as uh, so long that the person was not Yoytzei Yedichoyva the Mitzvah. But once he was already Yoytzei Yedichoyva of the Mitzvah, he cannot do any more a Hidr Mitzvah on top of the Mitzvah. This Yisoyed is not agreed by everyone. The Birki Yosef in Oyerachayim, Simen Reish Ein Beis, Seif Aleph, regarding the Halachos of Kiddush, clearly disagrees with Reb Chaim. The Birki Yosef discusses the Machlaikis Rishonim, whether a person is Yoytzei Yedichoyva, 
by doing a kiddush with a yain megula, yain which is exposed, which was exposed to the air and it was not covered. There's a machlaikis rishonim whether this yain is kosher le kiddush. Says the Birke Yosef, and he proves that from a Gemara that even according to those that hold that what is kiddush, even by using a yain megule, even though the yain is not covered, was not covered, he is the kiddush, but still it is not a mitzvah min hamuvchar. And therefore, it says the Birke Yosef, if after doing the kiddush he found a different wine which was not megule. Which is a very, uh, which is a better wine? He should repeat the kiddush again in order to be mekayim the hidur mitzvah of using wine which is not megule. We see clearly from the Birke Yosef that he holds that 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 is shaykh to do a hidur mitzvah even though one was already yoytzei because in this case the person was already yoytzei the kiddush because we're following them and the omrim that hold that one is yoytzei of kiddush even with a yain megule and still. The, the Birke Yosef said that one could repeat and do the Kiddush again in order to get, get the, the Hidur of doing Kiddush on a Yain, which is not Megule. So this is clearly not like Reb Chaim that said that once a person was already Yoytze, the Ikar Mitzvah, he, could not, he cannot do an extra Hidur on top of that. The reason why I'm mentioning this Machlaikas between Reb Chaim and uh, Birke Yosef regarding if one could do a Hidur Mitzvah after the Mitzvah was Miskayim, because some achrayim and specifically shalas etshuvis lahoyos nosan chelik vav simen lamedches say that even if we will agree to the yisoid of Reb Chaim that generally speaking, whenever a person was already mekayim a mitzvah and he was yoytzim meikar hadin, he could not later on add another hidur which is not together with the kiyum of the mitzvah itself. That is true regarding all the mitzvahs of the Torah. But here specifically about the mitzvah of lulav, the mitzvah of netilas lulav, in the case that Reb Chaim was discussing, where the person had two esrogim and he does not know which one he should take first, here the klal of Reb Chaim is, it will not apply. And they base their yisoid on toisvis, the toisvis that we mentioned. Toisvis said that even though a person was yoytzid of ikar hadin of lulav by picking the arba meaning up because the hagbaha, of the Arba Minim is enough to be Yoytze the Ikar Adin. Still, says Toysis, one could say the Bracha even after he was Yoytze the Ikar of the Mitzvah because there is still a Mitzvah Mina Muvchar to do Na'anuim and to hold the Lulav for the rest of the day. Say those Achroinim, it is clear from Toysis that the Mitzvah of Lulav is still Miskayim even after a person was Yoytze the Ikar of the Mitzvah. Because still he has a mitzvah in a muhar to continue do, doing more nanoim and to hold the lulav as long and as much as he could. Therefore, say those achroinim, even if Reb Chaim is true, even if Reb Chaim is right, in other cases that the Hidr mitzvah has to be connected with the ikar adin of the mitzvah, in the case of mitzvah of lulav, of netilas arbaminim and netilas lulav, this is not so, because the mitzvah of netilas lulav was not finished yet, even if the person was yitzit yichoivah. Therefore, say those achoyim. First, the person should say the bracha on the the, the kosher esrog, and he should and he should say a bracha on an esrog where he knows for sure he will be yotzei dechayva. And after that, he could take the other esrog, which is mehudar, and he will and he could say the bracha on, and he could do the naanuim with the mehudar deke esrog because even if he was already yotzei dechayva with the first esrog. He still could do a hidur and add the hidur to the mitzvah since the mitzvah is still miskayim 
Because the mitzvah is not finished once the person was Yitzhidichoiva, the mitzvah of, of Netinas Lulov is still Miskayim as long as he could still do mitzvah min avmuvchar of Na'nun. There's an interesting machlaikis over here between Rashi and Toysis in our Mishnah regarding the correct girsa of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Halaykeach Lulav Mechalveru Yibashviis. The Gemara explains that the Mishnah is talking about a person who is buying Peres Shviz from an Amha'aretz and he is not allowed to hand money of Kedusha Shviz to the Amha'aretz. By doing so, he is, there's a Khshash that the Amha'aretz will not treat this money with the proper Kedusha. Rashi says in Dibor the real girsa in the Mishnah should be halakech lulav mehama oretz and not mechaveroi. The hobeamha oretz kumayre kedamrina bagemore. The Gemara says that the Mishnah is talking about an amoretz. And therefore, says Rashi, we cannot have the girsa halakech lulav mechaveroi, says Rashi, the amha oretz legabi hover loi korile chaveroi. The Mishnah will not use the term chaveroi. Regarding a chaver and ham and 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 hamaoretz, hamaoretz and a chaver, a chaver is a tamid chochem or a baal toira, and therefore the Mishnah would not describe the hamaoretz as a friend or someone who is compared, who is equal to the chaver. Therefore, it must be that the girsa is halakeach lulav me hamaoretz. Toisus di baramatchil halakeach disagrees with Rashi completely, and Toisus brings three examples. In the Shas that we do call an Hamaoretz Chaveroi. And not only Hamaoretz, even a Goy is called Chaveroi. The Mishnah in Shabbos Perik, Ashoyel Daf Kufnun Amud Aleph says, And the Gemara explains that this is talking about a person who is telling a Goy on Shabbos to help him to hire Poyalim. And the Mishnah clearly describes and uses the term chaveroi regarding the goy. So says Thesis, even a goy is called a chaveroi in the Mishnah. And also two more examples that Thesis brings, that in Hamaoretz is called chaveroi. Therefore, says Thesis, the girsoi is like we have in our Gemarois, halukeach lulav mechaveroi, bashvis, this is the correct girsoi in our Mishnah. The Archlaner brings this machlekes of Rashi into his face. The Archlaner explains that Rashi knew about those Mishnayas, and Rashi knew that sometimes the Mishnah describes an Ahma'aretz as a Chover. But in all the examples that Toysis brought, these Mishnayas are talking about a case where the Ahma'aretz really did a favor to the Chover. Therefore, says the Archlaner, in those cases the word Chaveroi is simply translated as his friend. The Mishnah could describe an Hamaretz as a friend of a Chavir. It happens to be that the Chavir had a friend, which is an Hamaretz, and therefore the Mishnah calls him Chavir because it is clear from the case of the Mishnah that the Mishnah is, dis- is discussing a case where the Hamaretz did a favor to the Chavir, and if he did the favor to him, it is obviously because they are friends. Therefore, says, says uh, the Orch Laner, Rashi does not have a problem over there that the Mishnah describes the Amaretz as a Chaveroi. This is not to say that the Amaretz is equal to the Chaver. It is only telling us that he was his friend. But in our Mishnah, the Mishnah is not discussing that the Amaretz did a favor to the Chaver. Our Mishnah is discussing a simple business transaction between the Chaver and the Amaretz. Halaykeach lulav mechaveroi. In this case, if the Mishnah, if the Girsa would have been this wouldn't be able to be explained and translated as one who takes a lulav from his friend, because here the, it, it, we're not talking about friends, we're talking about and And if the Mishnah still would have the Girsa of that would be clearly implying 
that the Amha'aretz is his chaver, he is equal to him. And says Rashi, this is not true. A chaver and Amha'aretz are not equal, they are not compared. And therefore it must be that the real girsa is halakech lulav me Amha'aretz and not halakech lulav me chaveroi. It is interesting that regarding Goyim, whether they could be described as chaveroi or not, we find that the Mechilta in Mishpatim Perak Yudbeis, Parsha Yudbeis says that from the Pasuk, Ki yigach shoyr ish es ehu, we are memayet shoyr shal nochri. The Mechilta says, Rei ehu lehoiti shoyr shal nochri. It is mashma that a goy is not considered as a re'ehu. And whenever the Torah says re'ehu, it is not including a nochri. Also in the Gemara Baba Kamala Metchesa Modalaf, it is mashma that the, that the word re'ehu is memayet goyim. And whenever the Torah describes someone as re'ehu, it is excluding the goyim. The Magid Mishnah Lilcho Yisrirus Perek Beis Alocho Aleph writes... That we're, that from that mechilta we learn that any place that the Torah uses the term re'ehu, this is coming to exclude nochrim, and this is the lotion of the Magid Mishnah. The akum are not described in the Torah as re'ehu. Now the, there's an obvious question about this uh, this uh, yesoid of the Magid Mishnah, which is mentioned in. The Magid, in the Mechilta. We find that in the Torah, in Parshas Boy, after Makas Choyshech, the Torah says, Hashem commanded Moshe Rabbeinu to speak to Klal Yisrael, This is the famous command that Moshe was asked to ask Klal Yisrael to borrow from the Mitzrayim, Klei Kesef now the Torah describes over there the Mitzrim as Re'ehu, Ishme Re'ehu, the Isham Re'yuso. This seems to contradict the story that we learned from the Mechilta that a guy is never ca- called Re'ehu in the Torah. So the said this question already was asked in the Medrash, Medrash Psikta Zutrata, Simon Beis on Parshas Boy. The Medrash brings the Pasuk of Ishalu Ishme Re'ehu, Isham Re'yuso. And the Medrash asks, Could we even think that the Mitzrayim were Re'ehem Shel Yisrael? The Medrash explains that after the Makois, the Mitzrayim tried to show themselves as if they are Rehim, their friends, and they love B'nai Yisrael. And the Medrash goes on over there to explain that whenever uh, uh, one of B'nai Yisrael wanted to, wanted to borrow anything from a Mitzri, they gave it willingly because they wanted to show themselves as the Rehim of B'nai Yisrael. So according to that, it comes out that it is true that in the rest of the Torah, Re'ehu is excluding Nochri, but in that case, the Torah explicitly uses the term re'ehu regarding the Mitzrayim. That is to teach us that the, that the Makis affected the Mitzrayim so deeply that they tried to find favor in the eyes of B'nai Israel after the Makis. Rabbeinu Bechai over there in Shmois Parshas Boy seems to be bothered also by the Loshon re'ehu 
that the Torah calls the Mitzrim with this word Re'ehu Vere'usa. And Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar writes, Yiro'eli she'kodim atan Torah ho'yu kol abriyois chaveirim ke'echod. This pasuk in the Torah is discussing a time before Matan Torah, and all the Briois, all the people of the world, were all considered Chaveirim. After Matan Torah, since HaKadosh Baruch already offered all the Umois, the Torah, and they did not accept it, only Klal Yisrael were willing to accept the Torah. From now on, from that time and on, from the time of Matan Torah, all the Umay Sa'ilam are excluded from these terms, from these terms of Achva Vereyus. And this name of Achva and Reyus is now only coming to describe Klal Yisrael alone. Only Klal Yisrael are considered Achim Vereim Lamokoim. And says, Rabbeinu B'chayai, V'dorshu chazal, L'chol aveidas ochicho, Ochicho veloigoi, V'chen lo yisashich leochicho, Ochicho veloigoi. From the time of Matan Torah and on, only Klal Yisrael are considered Ochicho. So according to the Rabbeinu B'chayai, we have a very good terrorist why the Torah describes the Mitrim as Re'ehu, even though they are not B'nai Yisrael, because we are discussing a time which is before Matan Torah. The Malbim has a totally different pshat in the Pasuk that we mentioned in the Pasuk in Parshas Boy. And the Baalim said that, that really when the Torah says, no, ha'om The Pasuk is not talking about the Mitrim. Of course the final plan was that B'nai Israel should borrow the clothes from the Mitrim. But in order to do so, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Moshe that they should have a plan and they should go all the people of B'nai Israel should go to their own friends from B'nai Israel, and they should start borrowing clothes and and when the Mitzrim will ask them, why are you borrowing those they're going to say that they have a special yomtiv coming up, and therefore they're borrowing those from their friends. The reason why HaKadosh Baruch wanted them to do so is because if they're going to go straight ahead to ask the Mitzrim for the Mitzrim will not give it, give it to them willingly. They will be suspecting that maybe B'nai Israel are going to keep those Klikes of forever. Therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Moshe Rabbeinu, tell B'nai Israel to first borrow from their own friends of B'nai Israel, from their neighbors. And once the Mitzrim see that they're borrowing from their own neighbors, they will be relaxed and they will know that their Klikes of also will come back to them the same way B'nai Israel are planning to hand over and to bring back the Klikes of to their own friends. And according to the Malbim, is not referring to the Mitzrim. The Mitzrim are not described as Re'ehu. This is referring to the first stage of the plan where Klal Yisrael are commanded to borrow the clothes from their own friends, B'nai Yisrael. The Mishnah says, If one buys a lulav from an Amoretz in Shnasa Shemitah, he cannot pay for the Esraig, because by doing so, he's giving the, the Amoretz money, which will be Kodesh Biktusha Shviis. The Gemara says that if the Amoretz does not want to give him the Esraig Bimatono, he has to take the Esroig behavlo, and he cannot pay for the Esroig directly. Mavlia leid me Esroig balulov, which means he pays extra sum of money for the lulov until the Amoretz agrees to give him 
the esrog, and he is not giving him money for the esrog itself. The Gemara explains that the reason why one is not allowed to bring uh, money to buy the, the esrog from, from the Amoritz is because Ein Moisrim Rashi explains, and also Tesis, they have a machlaikis, but both of them agree that the reason why one cannot give uh, money, which is Kodesh Bikdusha Shviz to an Amoritz, because we are choshish that this Amoritz will not keep the money in the proper Kedusha and he will be over on Isurim. The halacha is that since the Peirois were Kodesh B'Kedusha Shviz, and the Amoritz is now selling the Peirois, so the Kedusha now transfers also to the money which he gets for those Peirois, and we are choshesh that he will not be keeping the, these Mois in the proper Kedusha, he will not keep the Halachas of Kedusha Shviz that are on these Mois. Now the Gemara says, what happens if one already saw, bought Peirois from the Amoritz, and he gave him already the money, and now the Amoritz has money, in his Rishus, money which is Kodesh B'Kedush HaShviz. Is it all lost, or still we could do something about it? The Gemara says, the Brisa says, V'imosar yoimar harimois halolu yehu mechulolin al piroi shi'eshli b'soich b'isi. The buyer that bought the fruits from the Amoretz, he obviously did an Isser, he was not supposed to buy fruits from an Amoretz more than Mozen Sholesh Seudois, but if he did so, he could still solve the problem by doing a simple Chilul. He says that the Mois that the Amoretz has in his house will be mechulol, on the peris that he has, which he, which he has in his own house, and and now he has to, he has to eat those peris Basically, what he is doing is that the kedusha which the mois that Amoritz has in his house is now transferring, is now being transferred to the peris, and the, the and the and the money the mois that the Amoritz have do not have any kedusha to them anymore. Toysvis asks, how does this work? How does this chilul work? We're talking about mois, money which is in the hands of the Amoritz, in his house, and the person is now doing a chilul from far away. Remotely, he is now doing the chilul on the peris, which, on the mois which are in the house of the Amoritz. Says Toysvis, there's a machlaikis in Meruba and Babakamadaf Samachesamad base, if one could do chilul on fruits which are not in his reshus, on fruits which are in the reshus of somebody else. Says Taisis, according to the Manda Omar, that one cannot do chilul on peroids which are not in his shoes. We have to say that, that, that really the chilul that the person does in our Gemara does not really take place. It is not chal. Says Taisis, Really, a person cannot do a chilul on peroids which are not in his shoes. And therefore, the money which is in the hands of the Amoritz really will still remain kodosh. And still, the reason why the Gemara says that the person that did the chilul has to eat the peris that he did the chilul with, this is a knas be'alma. Chazal wanted to do a knas on the person who did not follow the halacha of not buying peris from an Amoritz. And therefore Chazal said that he has to do the act that seems like chilul, and he has to eat the peris in his house, even though really the chilul never took place because one cannot do chilul on peris which are not under his Rishus. The Ritva in our Sugya says that really one could do Chilul on the Paris which are in the hands of the Amoritz. And this is because there is an halacha of Zachin la'adam Shaloi Bifanov. It is a Zchus for the Amoritz that his Mois will be Mishalel. Because if the Mois, the money that he has in his house, will not be Mishalel, there's a, gr- a great chance that he will be over. On Isurim, he will not keep the Mois in the proper Kedusha. 
And by doing that, he will be over on the Isurim, Isurim of Kedushas Shvis. Therefore, he, he gets great benefit from the fact that the buyer is now being Michalel, the Mois that he has under his shoes. And therefore, this is the halacha of Zochin Adam Shalei Bifonov. A person could do Zchus for someone else, even though it is not in his shoes, he could do the Chilul even though the Mois are, are in the shoes of the Hamarik. Lemaise, Toysis did not say the terrors of the Ritvo. Toysis did not explain that in our Braisa, the reason why one could be Mechalel, the Peirois, the Mois, which are in the hands of the Amorites, is because of the Halacha of Zochin Adam Shleibifanov. And we could explain that the Machloik is between, between Toysis and the Ritvo is whether we say the klal of Zochin Adam Shleibifanov in a case of Zchus nefesh in a case of spiritual Zchus. The general rule of Zachin Shlaadam Shalai Bifonov is really mentioned in, in, in the Shas many times regarding Kinyonim. One does a Kinyon for someone else, one is Mizake, an object for someone else, someone else, and he gets a financial benefit. Or other mitzvahs which are also Tolui Bimamoin. And there we say that the Halacha of Zachin Adam Shalai Bifonov says that one could do the mitzvah for somebody else. But when it comes to a zchus hanefesh, like our case, we're not talking about any financial, any financial uh, benefit that the Amorites will get. The only thing that the Amorites will get is a, is a spiritual benefit. He will not be nechshal in hisurim. And the question is, do we say the klan of zachin l'odam shalabifonov in such a case? Toysvis obviously holds that we do not say the klan of zachin l'odam shalabifonov in such a case. Since it's not a zchus momoin, it's only a zchus hanefesh, and therefore Teisus had to come and say that the reason why the person does the chilul really the chilul does not take place, and the reason why the buyer has to eat the peris bekdusha shvis is because of knas bealmo. The ritva holds that we say the klal of zochin shlo'adam shloy befonov even in a spiritual zchus, even in zchus hanefesh, because the maise soif kol soif this amharot will get a great benefit from the fact that the person is mechalel the Mois which he has, and therefore it is under the category of Zchus, and we apply the rule of Zochin Adam Shlebefonov even in such a case. This question whether we say the Klal of Zochin Adam Shlebefonov in Zchus Hanefesh is discussed at length in the Achroinim, and also in the Rishonim in Chuvis Radach, Ba'is Tes, Cheder Yudbeis has a whole discussion, and there is an Afkemina Halacha Lemaiser regarding a question of a woman which Hemira Dosa. If one was married to a woman and she decided to leave the faith of Yiddishkeit. She is now becoming uh, non-religious completely or she, she changes her religion to some other religion. The question is whether one could be mezake a get to that woman. Could he divorce a woman by being mezakeh the get to the woman? Generally speaking, we say that one cannot do a, a, a zikui of a get to a wife because we assume that this is not a zchus for the wife since the, the, the Gemara says, Tav armelu. It is always better for the woman to stay married. But in this case where she is now not Jewish anymore, she does not consider herself Jewish, the Rishonim discuss that maybe in this case it is a schus for, her, for the, this woman to be misgarish, to get divorced, because she is not going to keep anymore the the Torah and the, the mitzvahs, and she will be nichshal in isure ashes ish. So therefore for such a woman, it is better for her 
to get a get, since that will prevent her and protect her from being nichshal in, in very chomer isurim. In Lahalacha, the Ramo in Evan Ho'ezer, Simen Aleph, Seif Yud writes, Yesh oimri mishehimiro ishtoi mezake lo get alidei acher venoise acheres. If one knows that his wife is not keeping Torah or mitzvahs anymore and he wants to prevent her from being nichshal, and in the case of the Shulchan Aruch over there, he also wants to marry another woman, uh, uh, another woman, he could do a zikui of the get, and that is following the klal of Zochin Adam Shlebefonov, and we see that Lahalacha, Zochin Adam Shlebefonov is even in Zchus Anefesh, even if it is not a financial Zchus or a physical Zchus, it is still included in the klal of Zochin Adam Shlebefonov. Lemaisa, we could say that even Toisfis agrees that Be'etzem there is a concept of Zochin Adam Shlebefonov, even in the case of Zchus Hanefesh. And the reason why Toisfis did not say the terrors of the Ritva over here, that the reason why the buyer could be Mechalel Leperis, even though it's in the hands of the Am Ha'aretz, is because Zochin Adam Shlebefonov, because Toisfis uh, assumed that this is really not a Zchus for the Am Ha'aretz. And this is really based on what the Aruch Laner says on the Rambam. The Rambam in Hilchois, Shemitah V'yoyvel, Perek Ches, Halacha Yud Aleph, brings the Halacha of our Mishnah, and he discusses at length the Halacha that one is not allowed to buy Perois from an Oretz. And the Rambam does not mention the end of the Brisa. The Brisa mentioned that if he already bought the, the Perois from the, the Oretz, he could do the Chilul, and being Mechalel, the, the Mois that the Oretz has on the Perois that he has at home. The Rambam does not mention this halacha at all. And the Kapist Morim asks, why did the Rambam ignore this part of the Brisa? The Rambam said all the halacha is about buying Paris from Amoritz Bashvis. The Rambam should have ended off by saying that if one already did buy the Paris from the Amoritz, he should be Mechalel, the Mois that the Amoritz has on the Paris that he has in his house. The Arachlaner explained explains that the Rambam understood that this halacha, which is brought down in the Brisa, that one could do Chilul, on the Perois, on the Mois, which are in the hands of the Amoretz, is only the opinion of the Braisa. But our Mishnah clearly disagrees to this halacha. Because the Mishnah, in a, the Mishnah says that if one, uh, that one is not allowed to buy the Esroit from the Amoretz, and therefore when he buys the Arba Minim, he has to ask the Amoretz to give him the Esroit b'matono. Halaykeh lulav v'chaveri v'shviz, noisin loy Esroit b'matono lefisha in rasha ilaloy chay v'shviz. Asks the Orochlaner if the Mishnah would have, would have agreed to the Yisoyed of the Brisa that even after one buys the Perois from an Amoritz, he could still be Mechalil, those Mois which are in the hands of the Amoritz. Why did the Mishnah say that one has to do all this plan of asking the Amoritz for the Esrei to give the Esrei Bimatana? And the Gemara even continued and said that if the Amoritz does not agree to give the Esrei Bimatana, he has to ask for the Esrei in a way of Havlah. Why didn't the Mishnah simply give us a different answer? That one will buy the Esroig from the Amoretz and he will pay full price for the Esroig. And right after he buys the Esroig, he will be Mechalel, the Mois, which are in the hands of the Amoretz, on the Paris that he has in his house. And by doing so, he prevented any Chashash of the Amoretz being Nichshal in, in not treating the Mois in, in, with a proper Kedusha. Says the Orchaner, the Rambam understood that since the Mishnah did not offer and did not give us this Eitzah of being Mechalel, the Mois, which are in the hands of the Amoretz, 
This is the raya that the Mishnah does not hold that one could do so. Once the Mois are already in, in the hands of the Amorites, one cannot do a Chilul anymore. And the Archlaner explains that the Machloikis between the Brais and the Mishnah, according to the Rambam, was whether the Halacha of Zachin Laodom applies in our case. The Brisa obviously held that we could say Zachin, that even though the Mois are in the Rushus of the Amorites, Still, the chilul works because the halacha of zochin l'adam shaloi b'fanov. And as we explained in the ritva, zchus anefesh is considered zchus. We are preventing this amaoretz from being nechshal in haverois. On the other hand, the Mishnah held that we do not apply the, the klal of zochin l'adam shaloi b'fanov in this case. And that is because we are not sure that being mechalel, the kedusha of the, of the mois, is a zchus for an amaoretz. Because could be this amaoretz happens to know about the halachos of Shviz, and maybe he does want the Mois to be Kodesh B'Kedusha Shviz, because he wants to keep all the halachos that are Neigea to the Kedusha, and he wants to be Mekayim, the mitzvah of keeping the halachos of Kedusha Shviz. And since we do not know whether this really is a schus for the Amoris to be Mechalel the Mois, in his, which are in his shoes, therefore holds the Mishnah, that one cannot be mechalel, we cannot say the klal of zochin l'odom shalabifonov in this case. And that is why the Mishnah said that one cannot pay for the esrog and hand over to the Amoritz mois, which are Kodesh B'Kedush Hashviz. And the Rambam paskin like the Mishnah and not like the Braisa. According to this chat, we could say that Toysis also agrees to the general uh, idea that zchus hanefesh, that, that, that a schus, a benefit, which is a spiritual benefit, is also included in the klal of Zachin Adam Shlebefanov. The reason why Toysfis did not want to explain our Gemara, our Brisa, that this is how the Chilul works because of Zachin Adam Shlebefanov, this is because of the Svara of the Orchlaner, that the Orchlaner explained that in our case it's not a real Zachin because could be the Am Ha'aretz really wants to keep the Kedusha of the Mois. And he wants to be noy k'tusha shviz in the mois which are in his hand. This ha'ar of the aruch laner is really a kasha on the ritva. According to the ritva, that one could do a chilul on the money which is in the hands of the amaoretz, and the chilul works, and the, now the money does not have any k'dusha to it anymore. If that is so, why did the Mishnah say that one cannot buy an esrog from the Amoritz Bashviz? Let the person buy the esrog, and the money will be Kodesh B'Kedush Shviz. And right after that, he could do a Chilul and remove the Kedusha of the Mois, which are in the hands of the Amoritz, and put the Kedusha on the Paris in his house. And by doing so, there is no Chashash that he is causing the Amoritz to do an Isur. This could perhaps be answered by the words of the Chazanish. The Chazanish in Shviz. Simen Chofes, if Kotten Dalet writes, that even though Lahalocha, we do paskin like this Ritva, and other Rishonim, that the Chilul works even in the Mois, which are in the hands of the Amha Oretz, and once a person does Chilul, the Mois do not have any Kedusha to them, nevertheless, one is not allowed to do so Lechat One is not allowed to buy Peirois Shviz from an Amha Oretz, and to plan that after he will buy the Peirois, he will do a Chilul. This is not allowed because we are afraid that the person will forget or maybe be mazed, he will, wa- he will not want to do the chilul, he will not want to take extra kdusha, kdusha shviz on his parents which he has in his house. Therefore, it is also midrabonon to do so and one is not allowed to buy peris shviz al-minas to be mechal them after he buys them. Therefore, according to that, we can understand why the Mishnah 
did not allow a person to buy an esroig bashvis me'am ha'aretz. Even though the halacha, if, if, he, if he does a chilul, the chilul will work, nevertheless he is not allowed to do the chilul, to do the, the buying of the esroig melechat al menas to do the chilul afterwards. You have been listening to the shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a daf or masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.